are listening to Living for the Cinema with Jeff Gershon. I am a cinema enthusiast of all genres, here to discuss with you one film every episode. The good, the bad, and the ugly of what makes each film unique. And just as a warning, these films might be in theaters now, or they may be from 10, 20, 30 years ago. But regardless, there's a strong possibility that I will be revealing spoilers. I might give away the plot or the ending in this review, so just be warned. Lethal Weapon, which came out in 1987 and was directed by Richard Donner. Hi, I'm Danny Glover. And I'm Mel Gibson. Well, that's not important right now, but I want you to go and see my new hit movie, Leaf Weapon. I love this job. And everybody likes it. It's my hit movie. Oh, well, he's in it. Oh, oh, oh. Raj, meet your new partner. Yes, danger, excitement. Yeah, bad guys. And good guys, Utica guys. Mel Gibson, Danny Glover, Lethal Weapon, Reddit R. It stars Mel Gibson. Danny Glover, Gary Busey, Darlene Love, Mitchell Ryan, Tom Atkins, Tracy Wolf, and Steve Kahan. The genre would be buddy action movie. We are barely 20 minutes into this movie, and we've heard Danny Glover's Roger Murtaugh. He's already said, I'm too old for this shit. And we have already had a dozen scenes, including one drug bust, one suicide, one cop's almost suicide, another cop's family birthday party, one crime scene investigation into the suicide, one therapist giving her diagnosis to the guy in charge about the cop who considered suicide, a couple of asides with the other cop regarding his age and war history, and an awkward introduction between the two cops. We pretty much know everything we need to know about Martin Riggs, as played by Mel Gibson, and Murtaugh in less screen time than your typical sitcom pilot. This film was just a masterclass in economic storytelling. B is, I'm supposed to tell you, you're breaking in a new partner in on this. Partner again? Yeah, some cat he's on loan from dope. Real burnout, on the ragged edge. Oh, perfect. Gun! Raj, meet your new partner. Oh, I'm too old for this shit. Shane Black wrote it, Richard Donner directed it, Joel Silver produced it, and the rest is action franchise history. This kind of formula had been done many times before, but not with this level of confidence and artistry, and not with these two together in particular. The story is quite simple as we follow Riggs and Murtaugh on their first case together, trying to solve the murder or suicide of the daughter of one of Murtaugh's war buddies from when he served in Vietnam. In fact, both Riggs and Murtaugh served in Vietnam though Riggs was often used for nefarious purposes during the war. You could even say that he was utilized as a lethal weapon. Well, also say that you're heavy into martial arts, Tai Chi and all that uh, killer stuff. I suppose we have to register you as a lethal weapon. <laughs> hey, look, friend, let's just cut the shit. Now, we both know why I was transferred. Everybody thinks I'm suicidal, in which case I'm fucked and nobody wants to work with me. Or they think I'm faking to draw a psycho pension, in which case I'm fucked and nobody wants to work with me. Basically, I'm fucked. Guess what? What? I don't want to work with you. Hey, no. Ain't got no choice. Looks like we both are fucked. Well, his talents come more into play as both of our protagonists start to uncover a dangerous conspiracy involving ex-military, drug dealers, and former mercenaries like Riggs. What results are several genuinely impressive action sequences 
also featuring this film's most intimidating villain, the ice-cold, bleach-blonde Mr. Joshua, played quite creepily by Gary Busey, sporting both bright white sweaters and teeth. Officer Murtaugh! Don't be foolish! Look at the hardware! Look at the firepower! You're grounded! Riggs is gone! Put the pin back in the grenade! Yeah, if you come closer, and we all die! No! I don't think so! But as interesting as the overall murder-slash-drug-dealing plot is, it still doesn't quite hold a candle to the relationship that we watch develop between Riggs and Murtaugh. Now, to me, the second Lethal Weapon, Lethal Weapon 2, is still the best in the franchise. Better action, better villains, better humor. But this one is pretty great in its own right, establishing these two as partners, establishing Shane Black as a premier action screenwriter, along with his Christmas in L.A. obsession that we would see in future movies like The Last Boy Scout. Check out that review, by the way. And also Busey's teeth and sweaters that were never more menacing. That brings us to the categories. The first category would be the best needle drop. This is the best song cue or piece of score used throughout the runtime of the film. Michael Kamen composed the score for this movie, and between this and former episode Die Hard, check out that review, by the way, he was clearly established by the end of the 80s as one of our premier action movie composers. But what helps this one stand out even more are the two musicians that he collaborated with on this particular score. And that would be jazz saxophonist David Sanborn and the legendary blues rock guitarist Eric Clapton. The music they create together for this story and these characters is just sublime. What's especially cool, and this carries over into the sequels, is that our two main heroes each have their own signature theme music. We know we're following Riggs when we hear Clapton's wailing guitar, and we know that we're following Murtaugh when we hear Sanborn's smooth saxophone. And what results is that we get to hear and watch these collaborators make beautiful music together. This is never more obvious than during the track we hear as we are presented with two very different lives of each of our heroes. It's called Sergeant Roger Murtaugh. memorable is the more tragic theme that we hear for Gibson's Martin Riggs as he struggles with memories of his wife's death throughout the movie. The track is called Meet Martin Riggs and features some soulful guitar playing by Clapton. The next category would be Wasted Talent. This is the most underutilized talent involved with the film. This is a bit of a tricky one. Longtime character actress Mary Ellen Trainer plays Dr. Stephanie Woods, who is the police psychologist. She plays a pretty instrumental role in this movie as she provides some guidance to Murtaugh on how to initially deal with Riggs as a partner, since Riggs is generally known by others to be suicidal. There's a nice scene between them, and it's helpful as her character provides some necessary backstory to Riggs. But here's the thing. 
Trainer appears as this character in the other three Lethal Weapon movies as well, and I'm really not sure why. Her character is only relevant to this story, and in each of the sequels, she seems mainly present to be mocked and or made fun of by Riggs. Therefore, even though I wouldn't say that she's wasted in the first movie, I always found it unfortunate that her character just became the butt of jokes in the remaining three. The next category is the trailer moment. This is the scene or moment that best describes this movie. Lethal Weapon is loaded with potential trailer moments. So I'm actually going to narrow it down to two, one action-oriented and one which is a pure character moment. The first is about halfway through when we see both Murtaugh and Riggs at their fiercest. We are at the cliffside funeral of Amanda Hunsecker, who is a young troubled actress who committed suicide during the opening scene. As it turns out, her father, Michael Hunsecker, was a former war buddy of Murtaugh's. And we're watching Murtaugh inside the chapel near this funeral, just grilling Hunsecker about what she and her father were involved with. And as it turns out, Michael has been the lead money launderer for an ongoing drug dealing operation run by ex-military mercenaries. Tom Atkins plays Hunsecker very effectively as someone who is now accepting that he has no way out of this tragic mess which he has found himself in. He just lost one daughter and he's afraid of losing the other. And we also see Murtaugh, the angriest we have seen him so far in this movie. He basically declares that he is going to take down this operation, pushing Hunsecker for more information when suddenly a helicopter appears outside the window just behind Hunsecker and we see Mr. Joshua with a sniper rifle shooting him through the back multiple times. Hunsecker then collapses to the floor. Murtaugh comes to him with one last thing to say, realizing that he's dead. And then we cut to outside as the helicopter starts flying away. We then see Riggs furiously unloading his gun towards the helicopter. And then we see him run to the edge of the cliff, reload his gun. And even though it seems pretty far-fetched that he actually could reach this helicopter, which is pretty far out by now, he just unloads his gun again. And damn, with the look of determination on Gibson's face in this moment, it almost seems like he could pull it off. Now, the helicopter does get away clean, and we then see our heroes staring off the cliff together, both angry and realizing that shit just got real. <laughs> you son of a bitch. If you were getting cold feet, why did they kill Amanda? Why not just kill you? They can't kill me. They need me. Why? My company, the bank, it's a perfect front. It makes everything look great on the tax reports. Tax reports? Not anymore. I'm going to burn it down. You can't. It's too big, Rod. These people are trained expert killers. I want to know about your next shipment. I want to know where it's coming in. How many people you got working for I you? I can't tell you that. I want Roger. to know your sources abroad. I, I want to know how I've long you've been into daughter. this. You people I want can't all protect the information her. I am in this too me. deep, Roger. The second trailer moment is much quieter, but no less effective. Riggs has just been invited over to have dinner with the Murtaugh's for the first time, and it's been a lovely evening as he's gotten to meet his new extended family. As Murtaugh walks him outside to his car, we have a nice exchange between them relating to how much they can trust each other and what they're capable of. It's moments like this which cemented these guys as one of the great partnerships in cinema. 
You got a hell of a nice family there. Thank you. Well, look, I enjoyed the meal. Thanks a lot. Bullshit, but thanks anyway. You don't trust me at all, do you? I tell you what. You make it through tomorrow without killing anybody, especially me or, or yourself, then I'll start trusting you. Fair enough. I do it real good, you know. Do what? When I was 19, I did a guy in Laos from a thousand yards out. A rifle shot in high wind. Maybe eight or even ten guys in the world could have made that shot. It's the only thing I was ever good at. And now the final category, the MVP. This is the person or people who are most responsible for the success of this film. Danny Glover and Mel Gibson are just so perfect in these roles together that decades later, I would find myself actually scolding my father for watching that silly looking TV reboot on Fox that they had a few years ago. I mean, seriously, you could recast Batman, James Bond, T'Challa, Indiana Jones, Wolverine, or Axel Foley, but you cannot recast Riggs and Murtaugh. Not as far as I'm concerned. Gibson and Glover just have fantastic chemistry, and they play very well off of each other. It's the individual approach to their performances which truly complement each other as well. Glover is playing it more laid back, but also with quiet indignation. He internalizes it more when he gets angry, whereas Gibson was almost going full-on method here, just more jittery as if he's a walking exposed nerve just ready to explode if ignited. And we see their relationship evolve throughout the movie as they both start to understand each other better. What is especially rewarding is witnessing how a suicidal loner like Riggs finds solace with Murtaugh and his family. It even becomes quite touching towards the end as we start to realize that Lethal Weapon, like Die Hard, is more of a Christmas movie than it initially seemed to be. The movie closes as they go off to celebrate Christmas together. world's lousiest Christmas turkey by myself. You crazy. I'll tell you a little secret. What? I'm not crazy. I know. Oh, good. Let's eat. Riggs and Murtaugh are your MVPs. My rating for Lethal Weapon would be four and a half stars out of five. What else is there to say about Lethal Weapon other than it remains one of the best movies of its genre? And if you're looking to watch Lethal Weapon, it's currently streaming on HBO Max. And that ends another review that is getting too old for this shit. Please like, subscribe, and share the Living for the Cinema podcast, and follow and like us on Facebook, Instagram, and Letterboxd. And join us next time for another review from Living for the Cinema. Living for the Cinema.